Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night. We had nine games on the docket tonight, and I thought, why don't we do an old-fashioned recap show? I want to get into it and talk about some players. Maybe you can add, drop, and just uh, give you a little bit of analysis there. And we'll also talk about the cream of the crop, the fantasy performer of the night. Let's get to biz. You're listening to Fantasy NHL Today. today welcome welcome in thank you so much again for uh, spending some time with me uh, joining me really appreciate that yeah we got I'm I'm excited we got a little bit of news that's interesting uh, that we'll talk about and uh, I thought you know I I just want to get into these nine games I haven't done that in a little while so we're gonna do a recap show here I don't want to waste too much time here but uh, yeah sorry I haven't even introduced myself I am Blake Creamer host of Fantasy NHL today And if you could please just go over to twitter.com and search for me, all right? My uh, handle is at Blake Creamer SE. Please give me a follow. Um, I've uh, been picking up uh, some traction there on Twitter. It's been awesome. I've been having some really good conversations with people. And uh, I love that stuff. So um, please just come come check me out, follow me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on there all the time just chatting my brains out, all right? I've got a problem. And uh, Twitter is the solution, okay? So, yeah, follow me there. Uh, and also, um, this is a Sports Ethos uh, presentation. So please head on over to sportsethos.com. Lots of crazy stuff going on over there. Um, it's, it's, sportsethos.com is mostly a fantasy basketball website, or they have been in the past, but they're branching out. They've got some amazing content in the other sports as well. Football, baseball, disc, golf. I talk about this guy all the time. I'm going to keep doing it until this man is just uber successful, all right? More successful than he is even, all right? So head on over there, sportsethos.com. They've actually got some really good stuff going on. The NBA trade deadline is coming up. They have a big trade deadline show. Um, I'm going to be tweeting out about that as well. I do some tweeting about NBA fantasy as well, just because I'm super into that as well. But um, yeah, sportsethos.com. We appreciate your business. All right, get over there. Okay, um, yeah, before we get into this nine-game uh, night, Thursday night, uh, we got to talk about a little NHL news. News! 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 Okay, let's get into it. The newsy. All right, we got a, a, a bigger story, a couple signings here, but uh, I'll just give you a little bit um, of injury news. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty here, but uh, um, Shane Gostisbehere of the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes, uh, he's out now for four to six weeks, so that's, that's not good. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's nice analysis there. That's not good. But uh, Gostas Bear is going to be out four to six weeks. He was kind of a trade chip there for Arizona. So that's unfortunate timing, obviously, on the business side. And then really sucks for Shane Gostas Bear as well. Um, He was having a reasonable season as well. So, you know, um, but what this should do, obviously... um, you know, um, Chikrin is going to, he's just going to blast off, right? And he was already doing well, but um, the deployment is going to be all his. Goss Despair was the only one, you know, 
battling him for any minutes. They were doing 2D on the power play as well, so that wasn't really affected. But um, Jacob Chikrin's just going to get all the minutes that he wants. So um, if you got Chikrin, that's, uh, I, I think he's going to get a boost there. Um, but yeah, Arizona, surprise, uh, they've been, they've been doing pretty well lately and we'll talk about them in a little later, but yeah, um, Gostas Bear out four to six weeks. It's not good. As we said, um, Nichuskin, Valerie Nichuskin of the Avalanche is out again. This guy just can't stay healthy. It's, it's pretty rough. So he's, he's got an upper body injury. So we, we already know what the Avalanche look like without Nichuskin. So it, they're just going to roll those lines. Guys like JT Comfer, um, Evan Rodriguez is still going to get minutes, um, you know, and then uh, my guy, Arturi Lekkanen, you know, he's going to, you know, play out of his mind. So, yeah, it's the, nothing. It's business as usual there for Colorado, but I sure would like to see them get healthy. Got some news today that uh, Gabriel Landeskog's not even going to be ready till maybe March. So it's been just a, a brutal season for injuries there for the Avalanche. And then Landeskog in particular, that's that's pretty crushing. I mean, you know, he's he's the backbone of that team there. Um so you know, I hope he I hope he gets back sooner rather than later, so they can kind of you know get back there and defend their their uh, Stanley Cup. Anywho, a couple signings. Uh, one signing in New York, uh, defenseman, kind of um, you know third pairing defenseman Ben Harper re-upped for two year uh, two year extension. I don't have the numbers here in front of me, but uh, it's not really fantasy relevant. Just just giving you the news. All right, Ben Harper. There you go. Norris Trophy candidate in ten years. Book it. It's done. All right. Hot take right there. Uh, please don't bring this up in 10 years. Uh, I don't know how this is going to age. All right. And then the big news of the day, my guy, Big Koozie. Andre Kuzmenko signed a two-year extension with the Canucks. Two years at 5.5 per. I got a bowl of chocolate pudding in my underpants. We didn't have any pudding in there, buddy. And yeah, that is... Um, that's some interesting news. Uh, obviously, things in Canuckland are pretty dodgy at the moment. Um, the fan base is is ticked off. The media is ticked off. Um, so this signing, uh, you know, <laughs> just I'm feeling the pulse on Twitter here. Uh, this signing is confusing to a lot of people, right? I mean, the Canucks, uh, I think what a lot of the fan base and the media want the Canucks to do is just trade away all their, their assets and you know, start the full rebuild. Right. Um, but I don't really subscribe to that. I, I, I talked to, I had a lot of conversations on Twitter this morning just about the signing. And a lot of people are saying, what are the Canucks doing? This is crazy. You know, this is a guy that anyone could have got under, you know, under the cap. He was at nine, 950,000 this season. Right. So, you know, play, uh, he could have went to any team, basically they could have fit him in there and they could have received, you know, draft picks, a roster player, who knows. Right. But I don't know. I just, I, I just, I'm not buying it. I, I feel like this is a good signing that that's my thought on it. And I tweeted this out this morning, but you know, to me, it's the GM's job to bring good players here to Vancouver, all right, or any any GM's job is to bring good players to their city, develop those players, um, give those players an opportunity to succeed, and then if they do succeed, then sign them, right? And and that is what they did with Kuzmenko. They 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 courted him. They brought him here. Kuzmenko had his pick of of many teams. He chose Vancouver. Right, he obviously likes it here, and I think 
I think this is exactly what you want to do. You want to bring a player in, you want him to succeed, and then you want to lock him up. And not only did they lock him up, they locked him up on a bridge deal, so it's only two years. It's at a reasonable uh, uh, AAV, right? 5.5 for two years. If Kuzmenko for the next two years gets 60 to 70 points, 5.5 looks ridiculous. That that looks very, uh, that's very reasonable, right? So, um and then at the end of two years, you know, he, he has more value even then. So if you still think you need to get rid of Kuzmenko, then you, you can do that in two years where his value is even higher, right? Um, but yeah, I just don't understand. People, the people I were talking to were, was saying, um, you know, you got to trade this guy for, for assets and, and fill the cupboards with, with draft picks. And to me, draft picks are, are all well and good. But, you know, what do we draft players for? We draft them to become players like Andre Kuzmenko, who we already have. <laughs> so why would we trade a player who is developed or just into a, a player that is useful and wants to be here and is, is reasonably paid, trade him for another, just a question mark? I just don't get that logic. You know what I mean? Uh, I know a lot of people in Vancouver, just and in general, like we've got Connor Bedard in the, in the wings here waiting to go to a team, and people are saying, tank. But I think people that talk about tanking don't really understand hockey or hockey players. There is no way. Like, if you've ever played hockey, if someone came to you and, and, and told you that was the plan or, like, it, it just doesn't work that way. Coaches, too. Like, if an owner came and said, I want you to lose these games, that, they're not going to do that right? The, the, it, it just doesn't work that way. And so, you know, I understand the sentiment that, that people are saying, and, and I certainly feel the pain as a Canucks fan of like the confusion and what the hell is, is just going on in Vancouver right now. Like it, it's a dumpster fire, no question, right? And everything's been handled poorly. Obviously the Bruce Boudreaux thing has, was handled very poorly. Um, I think by the media as well, just, just the whole thing. It, um, obviously, you know, ownership, Rutherford, Alvin, um, it's just, it's been garbage, the whole thing. <laughs> but that said, it doesn't mean like, like trading Kuzmenko to me before, like, like at this point before signing him seems to me like a sell low, not a, not a sell high, right? Kuzmenko is only 26. He's got two years to play and to develop and to, you know, he, like this is his first year in, in North America playing the North American game he's doing pretty well. All right. And he can do a lot better. No question. Like his, he's, he's been opportunistic. Like a lot of people will point to his shooting percentage, which is high. It's like 24%. So, you know, I, I get all that. Right. But this is the type of player you try and draft. So it just doesn't make sense to me to move a player like this for another draft pick that potentially won't become this, you know? So, that's that's my two cents on Kuzmenko. I'm kind of kind of going off on it a bit just because I it it was the it was the vibe this morning. I, I was I was stoked about it, and you know I thought it was a bit of good news, and I was a bit surprised, uh, sort of surprised to see some of the backlash. And and now that I've read more into it, I do understand the thinking and the confusion for sure. But ultimately, like you gotta you've got a great player. You have a chance to lock him up. You do that. You know, what the Canucks really need to do is deal with the the crippling contracts they have and, and make trades somewhere else. You don't trade a guy that wants to be here that is taking a very reasonable contract for only two years, like, to fix the problem. That's reactionary as opposed to uh, being proactive. So that's my two cents on the Kuzmenko signing. I love myself some big koozie, all right? But I digress, all right? Let's get to biz. Let's get into these uh, game recaps. All right. Let's do it. 
Okay. Okay, so the first game we're going to talk about is the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Boston Bruins. The Tampa Bay takes it 3-2. I love that. This was a beauty game, potential playoff matchup. It just it just had that kind of feel, right? Two amazing teams just going toe-to-toe, and uh, Tampa Bay came out uh, ahead in this one. It was a great game. I watched uh, some of it, and then I watched the highlights uh, at the end. Excellent. So Vasilevsky takes the win. Allmark takes the loss. Um, a rare loss, uh, regulation loss for Allmark there, or any loss for Allmark. He's 25-3-1 on the season. Sheesh! What? The, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This this guy, yeah, he's 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 really had a resurgence. I love me some Linus Allmark. I got him on one team. I picked him in, you know, something like the thirteenth round or fourteenth round, just as a as a third goalie, I think. And boy, that uh, is looking good right now. So anyone with Linus Allmark, congratulations to you. All right, but let's get into some of the statistics here. So. Brad Marchand got a goal. You know, he did his usual thing. All the all the big boys played okay, right? Pasta. He's a cooking something up. Boy, he sure, uh, he, he's a next level kind of player. Uh, certainly offensively. He got an assist this game. Six shots on goal, one hit. Um, just under 21 minutes of play. But wow, he, he really drives that, that, that bus there. You know what I'm saying? In terms of uh, where their offense is coming from. Um, you know, if you look at some of the advanced statistics, Pasternak is putting so, so many pucks towards the net. He had a Corsi four individually of uh, 10. He had five scoring chances on the day. It, it's just, he, he's just crushing and he's doing this every night, you know? So um, I love that. David Krejci with an assist. Again, this guy, <laughs> David Krejci. Ew, David. Criminally under rostered. You got to go pick up David Krejci. All right. I mean, you're, you're missing a game now that this one here, David Krejci would have been a nice pickup for tonight and then to hold just because Boston has that good schedule. But yeah, I like me some David Krejci. Yeah. And there's some interesting things on D happening too. Um, Hampus Lindholm has really maintained his value. And this is something I didn't really think was going to happen once uh, Charlie McAvoy came back, but Lindholm has really just, just kept it going. He was the high minute man on D, uh, just under 24 minutes. He did have an assist, three shots, one hit, one block. He's doing his thing. Whereas McAvoy just under 22 minutes, again, two shots, two hits, two blocks. So he's, he's doing his thing. He, he was kind of blanked on the night, but that's all right. Um, the one player I did want to sort of highlight in Boston was Pavel Zaka. Um, I think he's a, I think he's an interesting player moving forward. Um, in terms of kind of the, again, the advanced statistics, um, Pavel Zaka had, uh, he had four scoring chances himself in the game. And he's, he's playing on that line with Pasta and um, David Krejci. And, and those guys are almost getting first line minutes. You know, Zaka is getting, I think he's on power play too. So he is getting a little bit of power play time. But five on five, he's looking very good with Pasta and, and Krejci. Pavel Zaka is rostered in 21% of leagues in Yahoo. So, you know, he, he's out there. He's available. He's, he's had a pretty good season so far. I mean, eight goals, 23 assists. He's playing with those guys. It, it's just it's just worth noting. That's all I'm saying. You know, the 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 Corsi four he had was he had four towards the net and then scoring chances uh, for himself. He had four. So that that's that's great. I mean, that looks really good. And he got the goal on the day. So anyways, take a look there. And one guy that I think maybe... <laughs> is a potential drop to me, and, and not this week, maybe just because Boston still has a couple games, but Taylor Hall, boy, he is really, uh, he's just doing nothing out there. He's just putting donuts up on the board, and it's its getting a little old. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that that Hall, you know, he won the, the Hart Trophy that one year, and he's kind of just, 
I think his reputation is preceding him. You know what I mean? But but if you look at his numbers, I mean, one goal, uh, one point really in the last five games, last six games, it's just, uh, he, he's just uninspiring at this point. He's 52% rostered. To be honest, I'd rather have Zaka. So that's my two cents there. And and again, Linus Allmark, what a beauty. This guy's killing right now. Um, but yeah, takes the L. Let's move into Tampa Bay. All right, the yeah, Kucherov had an amazing game. He, you know, he's the he's the best playmaker in the league uh, currently at this point. So, goal and two assists for him. Um, and again, uh, looking at the advanced statistics, this guy's you know he's putting up a ton. He had six scoring chances this game, two high danger scoring chances. I love that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Hedman. Um, see you at the party, Richter. He played big minutes again. So I think. You know, all that talk we did earlier in the season about Hedman and, and Sergachev, obviously Hedman's come out of it looking pretty good. But I do think, you know, his, his offense is not, you know, where it was last season. And I, it's not going to get there this season. That's clear. But that being said, that guy had 27 minutes on ice. He's just crushing. Um, you know, he's the high minute man for for them. Four shots on goal, no hits, no blocks. That's a bit surprising, but not a big deal. He got the game winner. So, yeah, broken play. Actually, all three goals that Tampa scored, uh, Olmark had no chance on. Like, the, the game winner, um, I think uh, Brandon Carlo just ran right into Olmark, knocked him over, and Hedman, you know, picked up a loose puck and just pounded it uh, over top of Olmark. So it's, you know, uh, Olmark will be fine. He's, he's, he looked amazing in this game. The, the goals scored against him were not his fault. Yeah, um, so, the, the, you know, the big boys did it. Stamkos had an assist. That's nice. Um, and then Braden Point as well. Boy, he's uh, he's crushing as well. Goal and two assists. I love that. All right. This man is a beauty. So, and he's, again, this is a guy I called to be a, not a sleeper, but I called it a snoozy, right? He's, everyone knows Braden Point's good, but you were able to get Braden Point at crazy value on Yahoo anyway in draft season, and he's paying dividends. I mean, this guy's crushing right now. So, love me some Braden Point. A guy I did want to highlight is Brandon the Bagel Hagel. Hey, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel. Hey, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel. Yes, sir. Um, Hagel had a goal on the night. He again, he's getting some time on the top line, but uh, tonight he played with um, Alex Kalorn and Anthony Sorelli, and they're doing very well. Hagel had 1840 uh, on ice uh, tonight. His time on ice, he had a goal. He had four shots, one hit, one block. He's just continuing to do it, and I think. To me, Hagel is a must-roster player. I think in in all formats, I think Brandon Hagel, I mean, he's going to be at the bottom of your roster, no question. But he's got 10 points in his last nine games. This guy's crushing right now. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else we can say about Brandon Hagel that hasn't been said already. His ice time's way up. His power play time is way up. He's getting access to great players. Um, he's got to be on our roster. So my man, Brandon Hagel, you got to go get him. All right? Love that man. Let's move on. Next game, Detroit wins in overtime against the hapless Montreal Canadiens. And let's take a look and see what happened here. So uh, we'll start with Detroit. Uh, Vili Husso gets the win. Jake Allen gets the loss there. Um, yeah, starting with Detroit, we'll look at the goal scorers. So um, Oscar Sunfist got a goal. He had four shots on goal, one hit. Not too bad. Only 11 minutes on ice. Um, Robbie Fabry got the game winner there. Um, you know, uh, didn't do too much else in, in just under 50 minutes of play, but, um, there's a couple guys I want to highlight here. Uh, you know, obviously the, the main guys, um, Dylan Larkin played like a beast. He had an assist, five shots, just under 20 minutes. 
Um, it's the defenseman on Detroit that I'm very interested in. Um, and I'm talking about Mo Cider. They're heading for the old mill. No, we're not. Well, let's go to the old mill anyway. Get some cider. Um, Jake Wallman and Philip Ronick. Um, these, these guys are, 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 are studs. And, the, you know, there's an argument for them all to be rostered. Obviously, Cider is, is must roster at this point, I think. Um, but, the, but the other guys are doing so well, too. So let's look at some of these numbers. So anyways, we'll start with Cider. He played 25-45, had a monster game. Three assists, two shots, three blocks, two hits. Uh, Change that, three hits, two blocks. Just this is the kind of Cider. This is what we expected, right? This is, this is the player you drafted so high. Honestly, I tried to draft Cider this year, but he was getting drafted higher than I liked. And, I, you know, I am glad that it didn't really happen, but he's starting to pick it up. I mean, in his last few games here, He's got five points in his last five games with awesome perifs. You know, that, that's something he brings, no question, right? So, um, Cats leaves, this guy's still a stud, right? But if he's, if he's going to pick up his offense, then yeah, hell yeah. Yes, please, right? Um, I think Cider is going to be fine. He's only 21, right? This guy showed amazing poise last year. He's had a rougher season this year, but he's kind of taken over his spot again on the top power play. His ice time's going back up. So I'm not worried about Cider at all. I think he's going to finish with a pretty nice pace uh, towards the end of the year. I think he should get over 40 points at least with with really good perifs. So there's my man there. But what about Jake Wallman? Oh, man, this guy had a great game. So let's take a look at that. So, yeah, he didn't get any points, but he played 21 and a half minutes, four shots on goal. Uh, two blocks, and uh, you know, I, I just like this player a lot. I think that you know he, he's not getting a lot of points, sure, but um, as far as peripherals go, I think this guy can do some damage. And he's really kind of um, he's been playing with most cider, and I re- I believe that his sort of defensive presence has really helped cider take off here. So you know, uh, in terms of offense, Jake Wallman's not really going to get it done for you, but he can get some blocks going. Um, he's shooting a lot as well. Um, for a defenseman, 2.4 shots per game. I like that. He's almost at a hit per game, and he's almost at two blocks per game. So, um, anyways, take a look at Jake Wallman if you need perifs. I like that. And then, uh, obviously, our guy, Philip Hronik. You know, he, he's he's got he's down to, you know, he's the B defenseman as opposed to the A defenseman he was for, you know, the first third of the season. Again, uh, he was minus one, three shots, two hits, one block, 23 minutes. Standard stuff. But Detroit defense, um, you know, when they have a good schedule, these are guys you want to stream in because they're going to they're gonna do something for you. Um, and, and obviously, I like uh, Cider a lot. How about my boy Michael Rasmussen? We talked about this guy. You know, we've talked about him on a waiver show before. I like to see him succeeding for sure. Uh, goal and assist tonight. Two shots. Um, two hits. Two blocks. 17 and a half minutes. I'm here for it. I love it. This guy's a beauty. I think Detroit's going to be good in like two years. All right. They got some great players. Um, there's a couple players on Detroit I'm not so stoked on. Um, David Perron, I think. What I mean, this guy has fallen off a cliff. He's not really performing at, at any level at this point, right? You know, he's supposed to be this big power play guy, and he is, no question. But he hasn't been doing it this year um, with the Red Wings. So that that's a bit frustrating. Um, so Perron, I think he's on the bubble. He might be a drop at this point. Dominic Kubelik to me is a drop, even though he got an assist tonight. His deployment is stinky. He only played 11 minutes, so I think if you're holding on to Kubelik, thinking you're going to get you know something similar that you got to earlier in the season, 
I just don't think it's going to happen. All right. That's my two cents there. Let's move on to Montreal. Okay. Um, for Montreal, uh, there, there's really not too many players that I'm interested in even talking about, to be honest. I mean, um, you know, Nick Suzuki, really, he, he's running the show there. Um, I've talked about this a lot with um, Nate Krutniblik from Apples and Genos. Uh, we do a podcast on Sunday nights. Um, you know, Suzuki is not an advanced stats darling. That's for sure. Um, you know, he, he basically gets these any of his numbers just from sheer volume. This guy played 24 and a half minutes uh, tonight's game. He was minus two, five shots, one hit, one block, um, no points. So that, you know, that's a little bit rough, but it's it's going to be tough going because someone that was sort of propping him up was obviously Cole Caulfield and he's out for the season. So I wouldn't expect big things from Nick Suzuki moving forward, but he's going to be out there. So, yeah, I mean, if you have him, I wouldn't be too worried. He's, his ice time is gonna is sky high, so he's going to get you some counting stats. He'll, he'll probably get some points there too, but it's, it's, it's just going to be rough going moving forward. And uh, there's really not too much else to say about that. Kirby Doc uh, continues his strong play. He had an assist, um, and that was – and three blocks. Yeah, sorry, I missed that. So 22 minutes on ice. What the – yo, this is what I wanted to see uh, Kirby Doc in – Chicago. And I love that name too, Kirby. Oh, that just reminds me of the Nintendo game, Kirby. Kirby, 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 that's a name you should know. Kirby, 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 he's the star of the show. Kirby's Adventures. So there you go. Um, yeah, I like the player a lot. I, I have for a long time. And he, he kind of just needs to start playing a little more physical, you know, um, playing to his size. Um, and obviously his confidence, I think, was an issue earlier on in his career. But he's already at a career high now in way less games. So last year in Chicago, 26 points in 70 games. This year in Montreal, 32 points in 49 games. And he's still going. You know, I'd love to see him shoot a little more. He's he's not a big shooter. He's not a volume shooter. And he doesn't hit very well. And he doesn't block very well, right? But he's getting it done offensively. And I think you can attribute that to um, some increased power play time. He's over three minutes uh, a night on the power play. So Kirby Doc, he's a beauty. He's only 22. He's going he's gonna to be a great player, I think, for that team. They're just going to have to surround uh, their, their, these three guys with, with some better players. Okay? And that's really all I got to say about that. Let's move on. Next game. Pittsburgh Penguins go down in the shootout to the Washington Capitals. Yeah. I was happy about this one because I had uh, Kemper in a league that I really care about. And I have Kemper and UC Saros in that league. And I keep putting the wrong goalie in. You can only you can only put one goalie in, and I keep putting the wrong goalie in, and Kemper would get a shutout, and then Saros would get destroyed, and then I'd change it up, and the vice versa would happen. So tonight, I picked Kemper over Saros. They both got wins, so that's nice, but Kemper got a, a better win. Yeah, lower goals against. So thank you, my man, Big Darcy. Appreciate that. Let's get into it. Um, we'll talk about uh, Pittsburgh for, well, yeah, sorry. It was uh, Kemper getting the win and Casey DeSmith taking the L for Pittsburgh there. So let's talk about Pittsburgh first. Um, so Brian Rust uh, and Danton Heinen, the two goal scorers there, uh, nothing doing. Rust, he had two shots on goal, four hits, one block in 19 minutes. So you like to see that, actually. So it's great deployment for Rust, and he's putting some perifs together. Uh, that's actually not something he's super known for. So I'm happy to see those kind of numbers. Um, Jason Zucker, uh, he, he had donuts tonight, uh, nothing really going on. And, uh, you know, he is a, is a fringe player. I know we talked about him last week as a player to pick up and he's been pretty good, but now he's had uh, zero points in his last three games. So 
you know, when we picked him up when he was hot, and I think you can safely drop Jason Zucker. Drop it like it's lukewarm. Get him out of my sight. I'm sure he's a nice person. But, yeah, Jason Zucker, see you later, all right? Get the garbage out of here. Um, yeah, not, not too much else. Uh, another guy I like, actually, this is for Cats Leagues, Marcus Pedersen. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, five shots on goal, one hit, three blocks in 22 and a half minutes. I think he's a he's a great he's a great streamer when when uh, you, you know you need a D in for perifs. Also Jeff Petrie, bang! This guy has been excellent uh, since coming back on injury, uh, uh, coming back from injury. Sorry. So let's let's take a look at some of Petrie's numbers. First off, this guy is a peripheral giant. He's crushing. Um, I mean, li- listen to some of these games here. So I mean, you know, he had zero tonight, uh, zeros across the board tonight. But he was plus one, two shots, two hits, three blocks. He's doing this on the nightly. Like, look look at some of these, you know, on, on the 22nd against New Jersey. He had an assist, four shots, three hits, two blocks. The game before that, an assist, four shots, six hits, one block. Petrie's, he, he's, he's good for this type of stuff. And if he's going to get 26 minutes a night, that's, that's a, to me, it's a must-roster player. Cats League's must-roster for sure. Points League's, you know, he's a streamer. But in a Cats leagues, I think Jeff Petrie's got to be owned at this point if he's getting this kind of deployment. So I like to see that. And how about my guy, Chris Letang? What a beauty this guy is. I mean, he, I, I, I don't think I could say enough good things about Chris Letang. I love the story the other night. He comes back off of his injury, off of missing nine or 10 games or whatever it was, and has a, has a giant game. <laughs> you know, four points he had um, against Florida. Two goals, two assists, six shots. Four hits, two blocks. What the hell? Um, what's gotten into this man? He, he, I think he's just got a new perspective on life. And um, again, I, I think, you know, he's got all these things going on off the ice that, you know, being on the ice is probably a safe place for him. And I'm here for it. I love Chris Letang and I love that he's doing well right now. So this game, he didn't get any points. That's fine. But three shots on goal, five hits, four blocks. Goodness gracious. Um, I love him moving forward. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, health-wise with him, but he's back. He looks good. He's playing big minutes, 24 and a half minutes. I think, yeah, I'm excited. If you're a Chris Letang owner, um, this is this is great news. He's he's back doing what he can do, and that that's excellent for Pittsburgh. It's excellent for the league, and it's excellent for him personally. I love that. All right, let's move on. Let's talk to, talk about Washington. How about my guy, Big Ovi? The Great Eight. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This guy, basically, as Ovi goes, Washington goes. He's just crushing. You know, he had a goal, seven shots, two hits, 21 minutes on ice. And l- l- listen to some of these um, advanced stats. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise, but, you know, 21 minutes on ice, as we said, seven shots on goal. 12 uh, individual Corsi four, seven individual scoring chances, two high danger scoring chances for. I mean, he does it all, and he makes his teammates better. So, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Ovechkin. I, I can't wait until he breaks this record. I think it's a matter of time. And, uh, yeah, I love that. So, uh, yeah, he had a great game. Um, you know, uh, th- there's not too much else to say. Oh, she came back after the birth of, uh, of a new baby there. So it's nice to see. And he got great deployment too. 19 minutes, 23 seconds. Didn't do too much with it. Uh, three shots on goal, one hit, three blocks. Oh, she is a borderline hold to me. I think, yeah, Washington has a good schedule. You hold him. Um, he, he could be streamer at this point, but, but we'll see. I, I like that game, even though he didn't get any points. 
And uh, yeah, um, the big high minute man was actually Dmitry Orlov. Yeah, he's 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 getting some time here. So um, you know, Gustafson, I think, has been the winner offensively with the John Carlson injury, but Orlov is he's kind of become the backbone there and what they're doing, you know, if, and again, if he's getting that kind of deployment, these are players you got to look at, especially you want to stream someone in from Washington. This, this guy's, he's doing very well. Right. Um, so let's take a, let's just take a little look at Orlov here. Now that I'm, now that I'm talking about him. So he's shooting more this season than he shot uh, ever before. He's up to two shots per game. That's excellent. 75 hits in 35 games. Yes, please. 52 blocks in 35 games. All right. So he's giving you defensive perifs. And he's playing a ton, all right? 27 and a half minutes this game with one assist. Um, you know, and he's getting a little bit of power play time as well, just over two minutes on the power play tonight. So Orlov, I think, is a nice stream, If he, again, if he needs some some perifs and, and an occasional point. Um, you know, that's that's what I got on Orlov there. But uh, Backstrom got an assist as well. Not too many minutes. I'm just checking out the box score here. Yeah, nothing really doing. Um, again, o- Ovi is the, is the big story there, and he's just crushing right now. So, yeah, I'm loving that. Anyways, let's move on. What are we going to talk about next? It's Buffalo um, winning 3-2 against the Winnipeg Jets. Buffalo just keeps rolling. Um, yeah, big surprise team of the year, that's for sure. I I, I didn't see this coming. I thought uh, the Sabres were going to be, you know, like Arizona, Anaheim, one of those type of teams. And uh, wow, now I look at their roster, I'm like, look at how stacked these guys are, <laughs> like, this is crazy. Look look at the young talent that, that Buffalo has. We got Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin, um, even Casey Middlestad. Like, he's he's not to the level of those guys, but he's, you know, he's a great player. Owen Power has finally picked up his game. Jack Quinn, Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck. Jeez! Victor Olofsson. Ah, I'm liking Buffalo these days, and wow, they're 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 playing lights out right now, at least offensively. So yeah, I like to see the win here. Um, it's Eric Comrie getting the win. I like that beating Connor Hellebuck. So that's uh, yeah, that's a bit of a surprising uh, goalie battle uh, with Comrie taking the, the dub there. That's great. Let's get into Buffalo. So um, we've got Tage Thompson doing his thing, goal and an assist. Hello, Mr. Thompson. I think he's talking to you. Three shots, two blocks, uh, only just under 18 minutes. Didn't need to do much more. Owen Power, though, my man. Uh, another goal. I think that's goals in three straight. Power glove. Yeah, and he's got four points in his last four games. I love that. But yeah, goals in three straight. His first three goals of the season have been the last three games. Owen Power, ladies and gentlemen. I like it. Um, 22 minutes on ice for him. I like to see it. He's going to be a good one. You know, first round, uh, you know, first overall draft pick. He's only 20. Again, like, what's the what's the limit uh, or the ceiling on this guy? I think this, this season, he's not going to, you know, probably break 40 points. But... Um, what I, I like this player a lot, and you add him with Rasmus Dahlin. That's a that one too is just nuts, you know, with the potential, right? And Dahlin's reaching his potential this year, whereas Owen Power's kind of just scratching the surface a little bit. But I like to see it. Um, Victor Olafson again uh, carried on his his ways. Um, he's been he's been lights out lately with the goals. Um, you know, five goals in the last five games, zero assists. Whatever he's doing his thing. He's obviously a sniper. But, uh, yeah, he, he got the game winner tonight. 
So Victor Olsen looking good. Alex Tuck rolling along as well on that top line. Boy, that, that top line's killing. Alex Tuck with an assist. Jeff Skinner with two assists. You know, big minutes for Tuck too, 21 and a half minutes. He's really established himself as, as, a, as a top line right winger. You know, uh, obviously on this team, but uh, I think just league-wide, he, he's, he's crazy. He's, I think he's, he was one point under Mitch Marner or something like that. I was talking with, um, I actually guested on uh, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast um, with Steel Roden and Flip Livingston. Livingstone and uh yeah we were talking about Alex Tuck and and uh yeah Flip brought up that statistic and yeah it's absolutely true Tuck is having a banner year and uh, I love the deployment there too so um Buffalo's looking good one guy I did want to bring your attention to is Tyson Yost um he had a he had a nice game in only uh, 16 minutes uh zero points he was minus one but six shots but if you look he led the team in uh, scoring chances for and Corsi for just for the for the game so that's a watch list guy obviously you know he's not being prioritized there in Buffalo they have so many players but they also got Tyson Yost who who's having games like this on, uh, on the regular so a nice game for Yost just something to keep an eye on watch list guy you know see where he's deployed in the lineup let's talk about the Jets Nate Schmidt picked up a goal what's the occasion my boy I used to play for the Canucks. Didn't get too many goals there. He's saving them for Winnipeg. You dingus. Just kidding. He's a, he's a cool guy, and he's got a nice head of hair. Um, so he picked up a goal, two shots, nothing else. Um, PLD. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Well, ooh la dee da, Mr. Frenchman. Continues his uh, torrent scoring pace. Uh, one goal there. Um, one hit as well. Just under 21 minutes. Blake Wheeler with two assists as well. 19 and a half minutes. So the big boys are doing it. Shifley got an assist. He played 23 minutes. I, I just, I, you know, I'm bringing up all the time on ice, but uh, I've said this before on the podcast. To me, deployment is, is, it's such a simple stat, but it's such an important stat. And it really can, to me, predict, how, you know, what obviously what the coach thinks of the player. First of all, he trusts the player to put him out for these kind of minutes. And then when you're out for that many minutes, you're going to pick up counting stats. So, that's the kind of thing I look for. It's a simple stat, but it's a good place to start. How many minutes are, you, are these guys getting? You know, when I look to pick up streamers, I don't look to pick up guys that are getting the 11 to 15 minute range. You know, I want 16 to 20 minute range and 20 and over ideal, right? That's where you're going to get your, that's where you're going to start getting your stats, right? Um, some other guys, let's, let's see what else happened here. Uh, Josh Morrissey. The great season continues. I mean, he he was held scoreless here, but three shots on goal, three hits, two blocks, 26 minutes on ice. He's crushing. And Josh Morrissey, he led the team in individual Corsi four and in scoring chances for. I mean, he didn't have anything to show for it, but I don't think this is a flash in the pan, folks. This guy, he, he could, he, I think he's turned a corner and this might be how Josh Morrissey is now, right? He's been given the keys to the team. He's the number one defenseman there, and he's acting like it. So uh, he's been a key uh, factor in Winnipeg and their success this year. So I'm, I'm very happy for Josh Morrissey. I think he's a great player, and he could be, you know, he's, he's boosting himself up, uh, up the ranks for next season, that's for sure. And I still think he's going to be underrated um, coming in just because he, he's never done it before. So Josh Morrissey's one to watch, but even just advanced stats showing he's really driving offense there on Winnipeg. And hello, my guy, Nikolaj. Nikolai Ehlers. Nikolaj. Hmm? 
Nikolaj. Yeah, I said it. Nikolaj. Nikolaj. Not even close. Nikolaj. Nikolaj. Almost Nikolaj. Nikolaj. I feel like I'm saying it. You know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, again, you know, Josh Morrissey led in Corsi 4. The next guy up was Nik- Nikolai Ehlers, right? Uh, nine shots uh, on or towards the net. Three scoring chances for him. You know, didn't come away with anything, but... I, I maintain that I think Ehlers is 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 going to be elite. He needs ice time, right? You, you got to put this guy out there. Uh, you know, he had 18 minutes tonight. I like that. Let, let's keep that rolling. That that needs to be a minimum for Ehlers. Um, I, I think he can be point per game, you know, for the rest of the season, potentially. With, with more, with the ceiling for more. So that's my two cents. Let's carry on. Next game. Nashville Predators win over New Jersey 6-4 in a barn burner. What the heck? Um, I love to see it. I, I You don't see Nashville getting six goals too often. So um, one thing being a UC Soros owner, I own him on probably, I think, four or five teams of my nine fantasy teams. What the hell? Um, yeah, and it's been pretty frustrating because Saros is playing lights out, and the team cannot score a freaking goal. So uh, for them to get six, I'm very happy about that. Let's get into it. Um, so Saros gets the win. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood takes the loss. So, yeah, well, there you go. Um, let's talk about Jersey first. Again, Jack Hughes, You gotta if you're talking Jersey, you got to talk Jack Hughes. This man is lighting it up. Uh, he's really reached his potential. I think this is a big year for Jack Hughes. This is what everyone was hoping for. Flying. Jack. I think when you drafted him, you know, fairly high. And uh, yeah, he's delivering. There's no question. 62 points in 48 games with elite advanced statistics like... 13 in his last seven. This guy's just crushing right now. I love it. He's on a pace. He's on pace for 106 points. Um, his shooting percentage is finally up. You know, he's been a, his first two seasons. He was brutally bad in his shooting percentage. Now, last season he had 15.8. This season he's 14.4, and he's shooting 4.5 shots a game. Yes, please, my goodness. He's he's already got over 200 shots. So um, Jack Hughes is an elite offensive uh, weapon here, and I love it. Um, he's already got 19 power play points too. So, but anyways, uh, this game he had a goal and assist, five shots, one hit, one block in just over 20 minutes. Love that. Jesper Bratt doing his thing. He got another goal, two shots on goal, 17 minutes for him. Yeah. Um, one thing about Jersey, boy, they they put a lot. They, their Corsi four as a team is is elite. That's for sure. Um, they're putting a ton of shots towards the net. They're also getting a ton of chances. So it's always, um, for some of the season, it's been conversion with New Jersey, right? They just haven't been able to convert at the same level of the chances that they're getting. But the chances have stayed uh, consistent there throughout the whole season. And that was the case in this game as well, right? Unfortunately, they lost because they went up against my guy, the Juice Tiger, Big UC. A Juice Tiger. A Juice Tiger. A Juice Tiger. I juice everything though. Um, how about um, Fabian Zetterland? Yeah. Um, this, this guy's, he's been doing all right too. In the last five games, uh, he only has one point, so that's not great, but clearly a talented guy. And, uh, yeah, he picked up an assist, three shots, one hit, one block, just, just a player to watch. Uh, Fabian Zetterland, 16 and a half minutes. I do like that deployment. Um, yeah. And then guys like, uh, Nico, he he's had a nice season. Um, Andre Palat, uh, had an assist, five shots, three hits, so he's back. He's ready to rock. I like that. What about Dougie? T 
Teach me how to duck. Teach me, teach me how to duck. duck. Dougie Hamilton, three assists. Good Lord. Three assists, five shots on goal, one hit in uh, just under 24 minutes. He's become an elite option as well on D. I love that. I love to see him succeed. Last year was a bit strange. Um, you know, he wasn't getting that power play one time. It was uh, 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 Severson, Severson getting uh, getting that time. But now Dougie Hamilton is there, and rightfully so. He's crushing right now offensively, and you love to see it. Um, one guy I am not really enjoying on the Devils anymore, I think, is uh, Thomas Tatar. I think this guy's a drop. If you were holding him, uh, hoping that he's going to kind of, like he had a little spell there where things were going well. But zero points in his last five games. I'm not into it. They, they have so many better options. There's better guys on the wire. Um, this is a player that that really had a lot of, uh, um, I think, a lot of promise. And he obviously has a lot of skill. There's no question there. But he's just never been able to um, put it out there on the ice. You know, he's on pace for 46 points this year. Um, plus 27, I like that. But, you know, th- I think that's this is a streamer-level player. Um, you stream him in if you need offense. He's, he's not really giving you any decent perifs. So, yeah. That's, that's my thought on Tatari. I think he's a drop. All right. Let's move on to Nashville. Um, as I said, the Juice Tiger, Big Juicy, my man. Uh, I love that, buddy. Thank you so much. Four goals let in on uh, 39 shots. So it's not awesome. He's got 897 save percentage, but who the hell cares? You got the dub, Big Juicy. Sometimes you got to win them like this. This is barn hockey. Nashville played a great offensive game. There's no question there. And this was led by Philip Forsberg. He, he had a great game. One goal. Five shots, one block, uh, 18 and a half minutes. But again, looking into the, the advanced statistics here, um, Forsberg was driving everything. So he had 13 individual Corsi four, seven scoring chances, three high danger scoring chances. And that's on five shots. And he did only get the one goal, but that's great. That, that's what you want to see. That's the, that's the Philip Forsberg that we are all drafted and we hoped for, right? And then Matt Duchesne, a Matt Duchesne sighting. He's, he's been chipping away here. So I don't want to talk any yang on Matt Duchesne. I, I called him for a bust this year. I think that that was not a hot take. He wasn't going to do what he did last year, but goal and an assist here, five shots, one hit. Buddy, they, they need guys like Duchesne, all, all those guys that had career years, they need them to do that again, right? That, that's, that's what happened. I mean, they had career years and then they fell back to earth. And I think, you know, everyone pretty much expected it, but... It's still a bit shocking regardless like this, to see some of the production. So I'm happy these guys are starting to pick it up again. How about Tanner Janot? One goal, uh, four shots on goal, six hits, one block. Yes, please. That's, that's the banger that was drafted in banger leagues. You know, uh, just under 14 minutes. Tanner Janot's on a little bit of a streak too. Let's, let's take a look at him. So Tanner Janot, he's got uh, three points in his last five games, two goals in his last two. That's nice. With elite hitting, right? He's, you know, look at these... Last, you know, five games, six hits, three hits, three hits, four hits, three hits. You know, that, that's what you're drafting him for. And he's getting reasonable deployment, right? Uh, he's, he's not going to get a 24-goal 20, season again like he did last year. In fact, he's way off that pace. But his hitting is still very reasonable. In fact, um, you know, his hits are a little bit down from last year. He, he had 318 hits last year. Sheesh. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see why this man was drafted. I Again, I wanted to draft him because it's kind of a fun pick, but I didn't really see any of that offense coming back, and that's sort of been the case here. So, uh, But anyways, I like to see it. I think he, you know, uh, you need bangs. Tanner Janot is your man. And then Roman Yossi. Uh, he had an assist doing his thing. Five shots on goal, three blocks, 26 minutes. He's going to be fine. Cool. Let's move on. Next, we're talking about Anaheim. 
defeating the Colorado Avalanche 5-3. What in the world? What's the occasion here? Um, yeah, you know what the occasion is? I streamed Pavel Francouz. It's not Suze, all right? It's Susie. <laughs> My name is Susie. And what the hell? He takes the L against Anaheim. I mean, I'm happy for John Gibson. This, this is... How, how is this guy... Why, why does he just... You know, he must love hockey. You know what I mean? Like, look, nine wins, 20 losses, and four overtime losses. Like, geez. And probably the most shots against in the league. I haven't looked it up, but yeah, that, that would not surprise me. <laughs> he, he must just be... He's just, he's just happy to be here. You know what I mean? He's like me on the golf course. Like, I don't care what happens. Like, I'm, I'm just happy to be out here. This is nice. All right, but let's get into it. Anaheim takes that win. All right, big, big game for Frank Vetrano. Good afternoon. Hello, Frank's Pickle Barrelless. Frank the Tank Vetrano. Hat trick for this man. Uh, yeah, three goals, eight shots, one hit, one block, just under 16 minutes. What the, what, what's going on here? I talked about Frank Vetrano in one of our waiver shows. Uh, you know, and I, I'm certainly not, uh, <laughs> not saying that this man is going to get a hat trick like this, but, um, you know, he, he's got s- under the hood, Frank Vitrano looks good. All right. And that rhymes, but, but it's true. Um, Frank Vitrano is putting up a lot of chances. His advanced stats look good. And, uh, you know, sometimes it'll equal a game like this. And, uh, you know, his, his, he, he's not really doing anything different than he has in previous seasons. In fact, his point his uh, points per game pace is very similar to his last five seasons. So uh, the only thing really different about this season as opposed to his others is um, he's shooting more and his shot percentage is down. So it'd be nice if if that would go up a little bit. But he is hitting pretty well. 66 hits in 49 games and 44 blocks in 49 games. So, if he, you know, we're looking at 100 hits, you know, almost 100 blocks. Or sorry, uh, like, you know, 80 blocks or something like that. That's nice for a forward. So Frank Vitrano is a sneaky little stream, I think. He's, he's getting much more deployment than he has in the past. So he's up around uh, just over 17 minutes with Anaheim. And they've got no one else. And I, I honestly think in, the, in this, you know, the last third of the season, these teams like Anaheim, Arizona, uh, Montreal, they're, they're, they know they're not in the playoffs. So they're, they're just playing looser. And I think that there's a bit of an opportunity there for, for guys to just pop off and have games like this because there's no pressure. There's no pressure for them to win. They can go out there. They can have a little bit of fun. Meanwhile, the other teams are, you know, in a race for position and everything else. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there might be something to that, you know. <laughs> but uh, Frank Vitrano definitely took advantage tonight. Big game for him. Way to go, Frank A. Um, and then Mason McTavish. This guy just showed to me, I think he's going to be a great player in this league. He got a goal, three shots, one hit, two blocks, 16 and a half minutes. He's going to be good. There's, there's no question there. We saw him in the World Juniors just be a beast. And um, he's got that acumen. You know, he, he's got leadership acumen. He's got offensive acumen. And who knows what's going to happen with Anaheim here. I mean, they're obviously in the Bedard sweepstakes. Imagine if Connor Bedard went to this team. Obviously, any team he goes to is going to be He's going to find his way, and there's good offensive players there. But there's some very good offensive players here in Anaheim. You know, other players like Bedard, you know, like Zegris and uh, McTavish to some degrees. Like, they're, they're going to they, – they have to surround those guys with, with some, you know, <laughs> some more solid players defensively at the very least. And give John Gibson a break, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting situation there in Anaheim. Anyways – 
Let's move on. Yeah, Zegras, uh, speaking of, uh, didn't do much, but yeah, I love Trevor Zegras. He'll, he'll be better than this. But it's nice that Anaheim got the win. Troy Terry is a guy I, I love. I was talking about him as an under, underrated right winger on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast with the boys the other day. He got an assist, two shots on goal, one hit, two blocks. Um, Troy Terry's just chugging along. Um, underrated for sure. You don't hear a lot of people talking about this guy. But um, interesting stat, and I mentioned this the other day, um, Troy Terry is second in the league, only behind Connor McDavid in end-to-end rushes. Hmm. Fun fact right there about Troy Terry. Um, and Cam Fowler is the other guy on Anaheim. I like to sort of talk about two assists tonight, four shots, one block, 25 minutes. He's the go-to option on D there in Anaheim. He's getting power play deployment. He's getting all the minutes, and he's decent peripherally. So anytime Anaheim's got a good schedule, I think Fowler is a is a is an add. I I think he he's he could add him. He could be like you know the last defenseman, the fourth defenseman on your team. I think Cam Fowler is good enough to do that at this point. As long as plus minus isn't an issue. Let's move on. We're almost done. Next game up. Chicago taking a victory over the Flames. And and uh, I don't know if this is just proving my theory, I guess. But again, Chicago, bottom dweller. Flames fighting for their playoff lives. And Chicago beats the hell out of them. Five to one. Um, Jackson Stauber. That stalwart. That legend. He's 2-0 in his uh, first two games. I love that. That's a nice little story. Where uh, Markstrom takes the L, boy, he has been rough. And and if there's any kind of poster boy for z- the zero G strategy of uh, of drafting goalies very late in draft season, it's Markstrom. It's guys like Markstrom. It's guys like uh, Demko. Um, all these these goalies that were highly touted, you know, um, and they're just they're just crap in the bed big time. Markstrom's had an awful season uh, by his standards, that's for sure, especially after what he did last year. So it's pretty, it's rough to see because I really like Markstrom. He played here in Vancouver. I got to, you know, see quite a bit of him, and he's a great goalie, but just has not been this year. And that's okay. But anyways, let's get into the Blackhawks. Um, there's, uh, yeah, not too many. <laughs> Who do you talk about on this team? I, I don't, you know, it's this is a Motley crew, big time. Um, but they got it done, 5-1. Like, this is rough. Uh, Taves was out of this game. He wasn't playing, so they they were without the captain. He had a non-COVID-related illness. So, whatever. Let's just bring some other people in here and and see what they do. The guy I like to highlight on the Blackhawks is Taylor Radish. I think um, this guy has quietly had a nice season. He had a goal, three shots, 15 and a half minutes. Um, You know, obviously, he's he's a young guy. He's not going to... He's not blowing the doors down or anything, but... Um, I like the player a lot. 22 points in 47 games. Um, you know, only one point in the last four, and that that was tonight. So he's got two points in his last five. That, that's not terrible. But he's he's getting some good opportunity here in Chicago. He's I think you might be being rushed a little bit, right? Um, but they don't have anybody else. So sometimes that can be good for a young player's development. And, and Taylor Radish looks good, um, at least offensively. So 13 goals, nine assists in 47 games. That's That's okay. But um, yeah, I, I like the player. Fifty hits in forty-seven games, so he, so he bangs. I like that. He bangs. I can't help myself. Um, but yeah, Taylor Radish again. Watch list. I think dynasty league guy. I've actually got him on my dynasty team. Um, you know because I like vegetables and I like salad, and so I saw Taylor Radish and I was like, you know what, it makes sense. And then I drafted Kale McCarr first overall. Boom. That's a mic drop right there. All right, I got Kale. I got Radish. All I need is a tomato. You know what I'm saying? I'm 
It's very late here where I am, all right? I'm, I'm starting to get delirious, so uh, don't judge me for this, all right? Stay off the weed. <laughs> where am I What am I doing? Um, let's move on. All right, but Taylor Radish, Dynasty, and I was just a watch list guy. Um, that, that's really it. I, I don't want to talk too much about Chicago. Um, yeah, there's, there's nothing doing here. Patrick Kane. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Again, another quiet night. Just just a weird season for Patrick Kane. Uh, it's like he's just waiting it out. He got an assist um, in 17 and a half minutes. And yeah, it's hard to see. Like Patrick Kane was was on the low end of of kind of the the first or the you know the first or second tier of right wingers in draft season. And it's been pretty rough. If you if you used a high draft pick on Patrick Kane, this is this is rough. This is his his worst statistical season that he's ever had. He's on a 60-point pace, which is crazy. Nine goals in 44 games. That doesn't make any sense for him. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Um, it's, you know, he's minus 25. It's just been, a, just been an awful season. He doesn't do anything peripherally, like nothing. So he's not giving you a lot, but I don't know. What do you expect? He has no one to play with. So um, for him personally, I hope he gets traded and... I, I think, yeah, that, that could be for those people that drafted Patrick Kane. I think that's what you're waiting for. Basically you want to see who he gets traded to. And then I, I think it could be, you know, it, he could just be activated. So I like that. But again, this, this game, nothing to write home about. What are you doing? PK? Come on, baby. Um, let's talk about the flames. All right. Not too much. Good to talk about here. My man, Jonathan Huberdo, what happened to this guy? Ah, oh, th- this hurts me a little bit. And the good thing is, uh, for me personally, that I never, I didn't draft Huberdo anywhere, but I had him everywhere last year. I just felt like, uh, to me, I-, I felt like Huberdo was not going to be a first-round player, and he was going at the end of the first round or beginning of the second round, and that just felt too high to me. I, I feel like he was a second-round player, maybe mid to late second round, but not not a first uh, first round player. So, and I'm glad that I had that thought because yeah, if I had this guy, I'd be, I'd be hurting right now because he's just not getting it done. How do you go from a 118 point pace to a 59 point pace? Jeez, that is, that's just shocking, you know? Um, and, and obviously Calgary has been playing like crap, uh, you know, for large parts of the season. There's no consistency. I think there's some issues with the coach there, uh, personally, um, with Huberdeau, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm extrapolating here. This is my opinion. I haven't heard anything, but it's just, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like th- there's some turmoil there. Or there might be something going on. A big factor in uh, Huberdeau's season is, first off, the the ice time. He's two and a half minutes down from last year. That That's not what you do when you when you sign a player like Jonathan Huberdeau. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I'm not sure what the, what the thought is there. And also... Um, he had 2.8 shots last season. He's only shooting 1.6 shots this year. That's not good. So um, it, everything's just kind of taking a turn for the worse for Huberto this season. So anytime he scores, I get stoked, right? Because this is a guy who can score uh, in bunches. Um, he can get points in bunches. He's a great player. He's a great offensive player. He's one of the best passers in the league. So obviously something stinks in Calgary. I'm not sure what's going on. But he scored a goal. So let's uh, let's all celebrate all right and to celebrate even more how about my guy Mackie Weegs Mackenzie Weeger one assist four shots on goal one hit one block he was he was the second highest minute man on D so I like that and of course they give the most minutes to uh, Nikita Zadorov all right that uh that legend I you know what (laughs) 
Get, just just put Uyghur out there, man. Give him some minutes, all right. Let him let him crank up the perifs, all right. Don't worry about the wins, all right. Just just go, just tank. Just get Connor Bedard in the in the you know Calgary uniform. But give me Mackie Weeks. Give me thirty minutes of Mackie Weeks. There we go. But no, that's not going to happen. But he's got assists in consecutive games. I like that again. Uh, Weeger and Huberto both underperforming hugely. Big 180 as a you know from their seasons last season. So obviously something was going great in Florida, and it's not going great here in Calgary. I think they'll both be fine, and I do think both will be major values next season. I think Huberto you can get at a crazy value in draft season. These are guys I'm going to be targeting for sure. Maybe not Weeger because I don't know if he's going to ever kind of come back to the player that we thought he was. But I do have a lot of faith in Jonathan Huberto. You don't just lose that offensive talent. You know, I think there could be a coaching change in Calgary if they don't make the playoffs. I think that could be something that Huberto would really need. And he's locked up there for a while, so he's not going anywhere. They got to do something with him. Anyways, not too much else to talk about about Calgary. They stunk, all right? How do you, you know, you lost 5-1 to Calgary. Um, one thing I do want to say, though, Markstrom and Dan Vladar, I don't know, is there a goaltending controversy there? How do you not go to Vladar after games like this? Um, cause to me, Vladar has, has been the, he's been the one getting the wins for Calgary. Um, so, you know, while that sucks for, um, Markstrom, it's just, what do you do? I mean, Vladar's record, he's in 18 games, he's 10, four and four. He's the one getting the wins. He's got eight quality starts in 18 games. It's not awesome, but only one really bad start. Um, so that's good. It's just, yeah, it, it's not a problem. I thought they would have in Calgary, but, but here we are. Let's move on. Two more games. All right. We're talking about the Philadelphia Flyers taking the L against the Minnesota Wild. All right. Minnesota wins 3-2 in overtime. Beautiful goal um, by that other guy I called for a bus, Matty Zooks. Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. Lovely goal for him. The guy's, you know, I think I was wrong on that one. Uh, Matty Zuccarello is pretty good. All right. Confirmed. Allegedly. But let's get into the stats here. Um, uh, Mark Andre Fleury takes the win, um, and Carter Hart takes the L. Yeah, so yeah, nice to see Fleury getting the win column there again. He's 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 having an okay season. Um, he's basically been splitting starts with Philip Gustafson ever since um, you know uh, December. They've kind of been back and forth. So so I don't know what's going on there goaltending wise in Minnesota. I think it's reasonable to own Gustafson at this point. I think he's only fifty percent rostered. So you know, talked about him a little bit um, on our half-season, half-rostered show, and I still believe that. I think Gustafson is a guy you, you can roster, at the very least, stream in for his starts, but, um, you know, the, the type of statistics that he's giving you, you, you're looking good. But Marc-Andre Fleury got the win here. That's nice, all right? But let's start with Philly. My man, Tony D'Angelo, got a goal. That's nice, 20 minutes. Oh, with the pretty boy... Tony. Yeah. Hey. Right. Okay. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that's nice. Um, uh, that's nice too. Uh, so four shots on goal, two hits. You know, he's he's their lead offensive defenseman, no question. And uh, Noah Cates, the other guy, the other goal scorer there. Uh, just a goal, three shots. Um, yeah, kind of just a streamer level guy. But uh, nice to see him get the get the goal there. Um, guys, I do want to just highlight here in Philly, Kevin Hayes. There's no question. This this guy, um, he again, he's back getting insane deployment. He had an assist, three shots on goal. But look at some of these numbers here. Again, uh, individual Corsi four. He led the team with seven, and then uh, scoring chances four. He had three, and then one high danger scoring chance as well. So with an assist in in big minutes. 
So I think Kevin Hayes, to me, is is pretty much a must-roster player at this point. I don't see how you can't have him. Um, he's putting up points every night, and he's getting uh, a ton of chances, and the advanced statistics show that. So um, another guy, <laughs> Scott Lawton, Scotty Too Hotty. He didn't do much. It's actually a surprising game. Zero points, two shots on net, uh, one block. But 24 minutes and 53 seconds on ice. Jeez. Um, wow. <laughs> Scott Lawton, uh, that is insane deployment. So, um, yeah, uh, when I, again, when a guy is getting that those kind of minutes, you you got to take notice of that. Um you know, you've probably heard on you know the on Twitter and on this podcast and other podcasts like Scott Lawton's having a great season. You know, he's a fourth liner that's getting treated like a second liner, and he's getting first liner minutes. You know, so <laughs> this is a guy certainly in banger leagues. This is worth a pickup for sure. He's got 103 hits in 46 games. He's got 33 blocks, eight points on the power play, seven shorthanded points already. The guy's nuts. So I you know didn't do too much tonight, but. I think Lawton, he's he's got to be on your radar. I, he might be like a back end roster guy right now. Certainly, certainly uh, must roster in a in a cats league. I think um, Lawton is doing enough to warrant that. And that's really it for the the, the Flyers for this game. Connecting was uh, shut out. No no problem there. That's fine. Um, yeah, Provorov did his thing too. Twenty five minutes, one assist, four blocks. The usual the usual suspects there. Now let's move on to Minnesota Wild. Okay, Matt Boldy explodes for three points. I love that. Cause yeah, Boldy, um, he's been on, he's been on a lot of like, uh, buy low lists. He's been on cold lists. So, but right now he's hot. He's got seven points in his last four games. I love that. You know, he's, he's kind of come, come through it here a little bit. I think he signed his, his deal. And since then, you know, he's been flying, right? So, um, I love to see that, um, Boldy's going to be a great player. Again, he's only 21, he was a first round draft, so they, they've got a lot invested into him. And now with a new contract, like he's going to get all the opportunities that he wants. And I'm here for it. He had a great game here. Two goals, one assist, four shots, one hit. Love it. And then Matty Zooks, the man I was telling you about, one goal, one assist, one hit, one block, 21 minutes. So Zuccarello is not slowing down. He's got great chemistry with uh, Kirill Kaprizov. Um, who had a decent game in his own right. Um, this guy's very talented. One assist, three shots, two hits. Uh, no, sorry, that's two penalty minutes. So, yeah, but 22 minutes for Kaprasov. Great deployment. That's what you want for your star players. Um, Minnesota, uh, they've got a lot of, of options here. Very good team. Um, there are a couple guys I'm, I'm just not very interested in. Well, I'll, I'll talk just really quickly. Um, Ryan Hartman was, was scratched for this game. Um, and Dean Evison, the, the head coach, said he was scratched because he took a, a careless penalty. So that's an interesting approach from the coach there in Minnesota. Hartman coming back off injury, you know, and he's been putting up a lot of penalty minutes. So um, that this is sort of what, what's been done here in Minnesota. And Matt Dumba was, was the recipient of that a, a few games earlier. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, a lot, some people have talked about, you know, potentially it's, it's uh, you know, they're keeping him off the ice for potential trades, but... Um, I, I don't, I've never really known any hockey teams to do that. Um, so to me, yeah, like in both these cases, it sounds like there was a specific reason that they're, they were, they were scratched. So that's sort of how they're doing things down there in Minnesota. So that's fine. But keep an eye on that. Um, another player, sorry, I do want to bring attention to is Sam Steele. All right. Steele. Um, yeah, he, 
Um, I just wanted, again, just to show, he, he, got, he had zero points, but uh, again, his Corsi 4 was eight individually, and his scoring chances individually, seven. And then he had three high-danger scoring chances. So great game for Sam Steele. Didn't equal any, any points, but, you know, think about those advanced stats. Plus, he had two shots on goal, three hits, two blocks. This is a great guy you, you, know, you can roster for sure when uh, Minnesota has a good schedule. He's centering the top line. So what more do you want? Let's carry on. Last game of the evening. It's the Arizona Coyotes taking care of the St. Louis Blues. 5-0. That's w- wild stuff. Weird and wild stuff right there. Um, I like Arizona this year. They got so many beauties on the team. Just young guys that don't give a crap. They're playing loose. And, uh, yeah, but like just what I described before, not loose defensively, but loose, like they're just, they're just out there having fun They're Um, and this is a great win for that team. Carol Vamelka takes the shutout there. That's awesome. Um, obviously his, his record is not amazing, but, uh, I talked about Carol Vamelka with uh, TJ from the five full fantasy hockey podcast, the other, uh, show there. And, uh, I absolutely agree with him. Carol Vamelka is, is, a is a nice goalie. He's a streamer goalie at this point. I think I, I have him held on on two of my teams um, that are cats uh, um, cats league teams, right? So because he's giving me those shots and and the occasional win. But anyways, Vimelka gets the shutout. Thomas Grice gets the loss there. Let's get into it. Let's look at St. Louis. So uh, there's <laughs> Tori Krug and Tarasenko back in the lineup. They did nothing. Tarasenko was minus two, three shots. What a disappointment Tarasenko's been this year. Um, I don't know if it's, he's just disgruntled down there or or what, but it, it's just it, it's been tough. It's been a tough season for Tarasenko, and I really I, I kind of hope that he just gets moved somewhere and gets a fresh start because I think um, he's an amazing offensive talent, but he he's just not being prioritized there, and I don't think he fits in with the coach or the kind of the vibe of the team. It's just sort of what I'm getting from it. So, anyways, Tarasenko, nothing doing. Tory Krug played just under 20 minutes. Um, you know, he's he's quarterback in the top power play now, which is nice, but you know, defensively he's he's nothing to write home about. He was minus 2, four shots on goal, one hit, three blocks. Jordan Kairou, another one. Just uh I was asked a question about Kairou today, like um they were looking at dropping someone or making a streamer spot, and they had a pretty strong team. But yeah, Kairou was one of the guys I'm and it was a cast league. I'm just like yeah, I, I'm not, I don't love the player, to be honest. Like, you know, he, he if you do look at his advanced stats here, so he had six, six shots on net, seven individual Corsi, four, and three scoring chances. That's nice. But he's bringing you nothing else, really. And I don't know, he's just a, kind of a soft player, you know. And and then just under 16 minutes ice time, I'm not loving that either. So, Kairou, I'm certainly not saying he's a drop, that's for sure. But he's not really an inspiring player to me. No one really on on uh, the Blues is. I, I guess I guess Tarasenko to me was the one I wanted. Shen is having a decent season, but yeah, it, it's just there's nothing going great for St. Louis this year. Now let's get over to the winners, uh, Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, lots of good stuff here. How about my guy Nick Schmaltz? Man, he had a hat trick. Um, yeah, three goals, one assist, three shots. Uh, so yeah, it was hundred hundred. shooting percentage. That's nicely done. And only 16 and a half minutes. So, yeah, he didn't need to be out there longer. Schmaltz has been a great player this year. Definitely underrated. Let's deep dive into Nick Schmaltz a little bit because I want to talk about this guy. Um, 
you know, coming back off injury, let, let's take a look at his pace first off. So in 33 games, he's got 28 points, 11 goals, 17 assists. He's on pace for 70 points. Um, this is matching up with what he did last season too uh, in Arizona. He he was on a, on pace for 77 points last year. So he's done this before. Um, and I, I just, I like what I'm seeing out of Schmaltz. He start, he's obviously getting into the zone. All his numbers are very similar, except he's getting deployed almost a minute uh, or over a minute more than he has uh, last year, right? So he's really kind of being prioritized offensively. He's really um, kind of driving their offense too. So um, I, I just like the player a lot. One thing, Nick Schmaltz is a points league guy. Don't get me wrong there. Uh, not not a guy you want in cats leagues really unless you need goals or assists, but he's not doing too much, all right? Five hits in uh, 33 games. It's, it's like he's dodging people out there, so... Um, yeah, but Nick Schmaltz, great game. I like what I saw there. And then Barrett Hayton as well. Um, just a, just a nice player. He got a goal. Um, Travis Boyd got a goal. And then my boy Lawson Crow. So this is a guy I brought attention to, uh, on the Locked on Fantasy Hockey podcast as well. But, uh, I like Lawson Crow a lot. Obviously he's come back uh, from, from a few games off there, um, with an injury. He got an assist. Two hits, two blocks in just under 14 minutes. He's playing on the second line there, and I think he's going to get more. His ice time is going to get ramped up. I think 13.50 is low for him. But I do like uh, Kroos as a player and definitely a player moving forward. And then uh, Chikrin, as we talked about earlier, you know, he didn't get any points, but he did get three shots on goal, one hit, one block. 23 minutes on ice. Chikrin's going to be the guy. You know, he's going to do it all for this team. So um, I think, uh, yeah, if if you have Chikrin, I think, yeah, you're going to get a nice return uh, for the last third of the season here. Unfortunately, he didn't get any points tonight. And then Carol Vomelka gets that shutout. I love that. And before we get out of here, you know we got to talk about the top fantasy performer of the evening, the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. today is none other than Nick Schmaltz, that legend, that beauty, that unit. Yeah, good job, buddy. Um, three point, uh, three goals, one assist. Uh, nice win for Arizona again, we just talked about. So, yeah, Nick Schmaltz, congratulations to you. Your mother's very proud of you, okay? Yeah, hopefully you got some value out of this. Um, I really like doing these, these recap shows. It just kind of gets me gets me looking at all the box scores again which I usually do but I don't go through every game usually so um, this is kind of a nice thing to do just for me personally so thanks for listening I really appreciate that all right so um, that's gonna be it for this show uh, keep an eye out we're gonna do our week 17 uh, streaming strategy show that's gonna come out on Saturday morning so keep your ears peeled for that um, we've got an interesting uh, couple weeks coming up obviously with the all-star game uh, things get a little wonky, so we'll tell you how to manage all of that. And that's all I got to say. Okay, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Talk to you soon. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary. necessary, 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 necessary.